What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of the European Hoops podcast. My name is Andre, and as always, I have the pleasure to share this podcast with my two co-hosts, our EuroLeague expert, Dio Valente and Tiago We are a sportsist presentation, and we bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we recap the games that happen in the EuroLeague. We preview the games that are to come. And we also take a look at the picks of our experts, at the markets of the EuroLeague. We look at all the news surrounding the competition and we bring you occasionally our EuroLeague talk special episodes with our power rankings, with our ranks of the best players in the competition, with special thematic episodes, with interviews, with special guests. And on today's episode, we will be looking at the round 19 that ended the previous doubleheader week and to the round 20 that will start this week and will be another doubleheader week in the EuroLeague. We will go over all the nine games that took place and we'll go over all the nine games that will take place and we will waste no time and we will start with the game between Fenerbahce and Partizan and before we preview this game we will go ahead and we will look into how these two teams performed on the round 19. Partizan lost on the road in the Belgrade Classic against the Red Star. We know how high intensity and emotional that game can be. And Red Star was able to beat the rivals from Belgrade. The game MVP was none other than Milos Teodosic. He continues to delight us and to perform at an extremely high level. He ended this game with 13 points, to rebound 7 assists and 1 steal, a PER of 23, an impressive plus-minus of plus 16. And once again in his career, he was able to be a difference maker. And he was able to conquer this important victory for the Red Star team. Red Star currently in the standings ranks in 13th place with 8 wins and 11 losses. They are 2 wins behind the playing spots. While Partizan, after this game, they fell to 9th place with 10 wins and 9 losses. And they are 1 for teams that are tied with 10 wins and 9 losses, the other teams are Monaco, Valencia and Basconia. And they rank from 8th to 11th place. And uh, the fight for the play-ins is intense as we expected it to be. For the other team that will be playing, that will be facing Partizan on this round 20, Fenerbahce. They played against Maccabi at home and they were absolutely dominant. with had 109-74 performance and a massive win against a very competitive Maccabi team. The MVP of this game was Tyler Dorsey. He ends the game with 21 points, 1 rebound and 1 assist, a PER of 21 and a plus-minus of plus 8. And he was one of the dynamos of this strong offensive performance by Fenerbahce that simply didn't give any chances to Maccabi on this game. After this game, Fenerbahce climbed to the 6th place and they are now in the playoff picture with 11 wins and 8 losses. Well, Maccabi dropped to seven places, but they are tied with Fenerbahce, Olympiakos and Paratinaikos, all with 11 wins and 8 losses. Now it's time for us to look 
the game that will take place on the round 20 between these two teams. Fenerbahce has been impressive after Saruni Jasikavicius took over the team. They currently, as I just mentioned, rank in 6th place. They will be playing against Partizan and ranks in 9th place. And Partizan has been having some struggles. In their previous 4 games, they only won once. And they certainly would love to come out of Turkey with a victory. But that won't be an easy task and an easy achievement for them to do. Let's hear it from our experts and let's hear who do you guys think that will win this game. This is a great game. Uh, I mean, when you look at these two teams, uh, I think both of these are pretty good top to bottom uh, as far as depth, as far as the options that they have on several positions. And I think for both of these teams, their biggest struggle per se would be the point guard uh, spot. So uh, I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, I believe I'm going to lean Fenerbahce, uh, not only because they are playing at home, but I think they can be just a little bit more physical overall. And I think that's going to make a big difference in this game because in such a close matchup, uh, I believe physicality and the, the rebounding, I think that's going to play a big role in who wins this game. And I think Fenerbahce can be the, can be the, the one team doing it at a more consistent level. So I'm leaning Fenerbahce. Huge game for both teams uh, between two European powerhouses, which is good. I'm leaning to big Fenerbahce because they've been doing fine with the new coach. Uh, Sarunas are improving. Sarunas is improving uh, their D. And comparing both teams, they have a lot of players that can contain partisan power uh, inside and outside, which is good. Uh, Fenerbahce has a lot of depth, as we already talked, and they're better on D. So for that reason, I'm leaning to big Fenerbahce. Both of you lean Fenerbahce and both of you are in agreement with the markets and for a good reason. Fenerbahce is just in a better momentum. They look like a better team right now. So they are expected to at home be able to be seen as the favorites for this game. But at the same time, this is a game where we won't have any leans and any plays because this is a game that can be highly competitive. We know that Partizan can be an offensive powerhouse. They rank in third in points score per game. And also, they are a team that can be disruptive. They rank 7th in steals per game. They rank 7th in blocks per game. And this is a game where if Partizan can be disruptive enough, they can find ways to just try to outscore Fenerbahce. But certainly, it won't be an easy task. And it's fair for both of you to see, to see Fenerbahce as the, the favorite for this matchup. The next matchup that will take place is the game between Monaco and Basconia. And this is a game that uh, it will also be a very competitive game as uh, these teams heading into this uh, round 20. Basconia ranks in 11th place and Monaco ranks in 8th place, but both of these teams are tied with 10 wins and 9 losses and this makes this game a very important one for both of these squads. On the round 19, these uh, teams had, had the same luck. Uh, Monaco lost by 2 points against uh, Olympiacos in Greece while Basconi lost by four points against Barcelona, also playing on the road. In the game between Olympiacos and Monaco, the game MVP in the top performer was Thomas Walkup. Walkup ended this game with nine points, seven rebounds, nine assists and one steal, a PER of 22 and a plus-minus of plus one, while in the game between Barcelona and Basconia, the game MVP for the Barcelona was Jan Vesely that continues to have an incredible season so far. Vesely for this game scored 23 points, grabbed 4 rebounds and added to his personal count 1 assist for a PER of 28 and a plus-minus of plus 11 in a game that ended by 4 points. Jan Vesely was again an extremely important player for this Barcelona team. For this game, guys, between Monaco and Basconia, 
Who do you think will win? Great game from Monaco to bounce back against the Basconia team that has been pretty inconsistent. Although Monaco defended Uli Okobo, I believe that, which is one of the best players, the third uh, best scorer on the team, uh, I believe that other guys will step up and I don't have any doubt about it. Monaco has guys that can match up against Basconia best players, which is good. Case John Brown can match up against uh, Ima Moneke. Uh, Jordan Lloyd can match up against Mark Howard. So it's a really good fit playing at home. Uh, I believe that Monaco will win and needs to win. This could be a tricky one. Uh, I mean, obviously, Monaco is the favorite and they are the better team. But with, with the questions around Elio Kobo, with Jordan Lloyd, Jordan Lloyd not being sure if he's going to play or not. So this could be a game where Basconia has a chance to, to steal it and to get this upset. I think I would still lean Monaco uh, just, because, just because I think they are the better team. They have the best player. And I think Mike can do a, a lot of damage in here. Uh, but they do have Cody Miller McIntyre who can be physical with Mike. And Basconia can be a tricky opponent at times. They can get hot and they can get on the boards even though they are an undersized team. So uh, I think this could be a tricky matchup for Monaco. Uh, I'm going to go with them, uh, but I think Basconia has a chance here to, to go on the road and steal this game. But uh, I'm leaning Monaco. Both of these teams come into this game motivated and wanting to bounce back from the losses that they had on the previous round. But this won't be an easy game to predict the market to do favor Monaco playing at home. And uh, Monaco was able to beat back in the 24th of November Basconia on the road, 75 to 77. This is a game that can be competitive. This is a game that both teams will have a chance to fight for that game. And for that reason, we won't have a play for this game. Let's look into the next game that will take place on this round 20. And it's a game between Bayern and Real Madrid. And uh, to talk about this game, we start by going to the performance that these teams had in the, the previous round and let's keep let's save the best for last let's start with the game between Milano and Bayern Bayern on the road lost against Milano 76-62 in a game where Devonta Hall was able to, to be the game MVP and we know how, how important it is when the Milano can have uh, contributions at a high level from some of their players from their backcourt that really adds a layer to what they are able to do Devonta Hall and this game with 19 points 4 rebounds and one assist, a PER of 21, a plus-minus of plus 13. He shot incredibly well from the, the floor. He shot 6 of 7 from 2 points and 2 or 3 from the 3-point line. And uh, he was an important piece to unlock this Milano team and for them to be able to conquer this important win playing at home against Bayern. Milano currently ranks in 12th place with 8 wins and 11 losses. They are just like a red star that we already spoke about. Two wins away from the, the playing scenario. But before we look at this game between Bayern and Real Madrid, let's look at the game that took place into Real, between Real Madrid and AFS. This was an historical game. It was the first time ever that a early game went into three overtimes. This game didn't stop there. They went into four overtimes. This was a game where Musa and Ezoni combined for, for, for 70 points. Zana Musa ended the game as a game MVP. He ends the game with impressive 40 points, 2 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal, a PER of 45 and a plus-minus of plus 3. This is a highly, highly competitive game where the two teams gave their very best. Both of them were would be deserving winners. In the end, Real Madrid was able to conquer this win and they solidified their position as a first-place team in the, in the standings with uh, 3 wins of advantage uh, over the, the second-place Virtus. While Efes will have to live to fight another day, they currently rank in 15th place with 7 wins and 12 losses, and they really need to start conquering some wins to be able to 
to aspire to get back into the plane, into the playoff mix. Let's then look into this game between Bayern and Real Madrid. And tell me, guys, who do you expect to win? It won't be an easy game for both teams. Uh, Real is way better, for sure. But Bayern already shown they can compete against anybody in an odd night, which might be the case. We don't know. They never know about it. Uh, but I keep saying this, and I'll, I'll stand by it. If, Re if Real Madrid be can dominate, they are really close to the victory. So I think Bayern won't have an answer for Warrior or Walter Tavares. So for this reason, I pick Real Madrid to win. Yeah, I mean, right here, I, I got to go with Real Madrid. Uh, they did lose that game to Barcelona, but then they came back and had a great historic win over Efes. And I think they are, they want to try to to get back the, those winning streaks and try to be the dominant team that they are. Uh, Barcelona is not a tough, uh, it's not an easy opponent, uh, but I think Real Madrid has all the pieces that can contra contradict uh, Bayern's um, biggest strengths, which is Ibaka and Devin Booker inside. Uh, obviously, with Walter Tavares and Poirier, they can do a big damage there, and they got Diabozela back now. So I think Real Madrid just overall have the better, more experienced team top to bottom. And I just think Bayern's youthness and the inexperience that they have in key moments of, of the game, I think that could be a, a great advantage for Real Madrid. So I, I got to go with them. Yeah, despite we have seen that Real Madrid are mortals, they still are a very impressive team and the strongest team of this EuroLeague so far. And they rank in first place with 17 wins and two losses for a reason. Bayer, the 14th place team heading into this uh, into this game, will certainly have a hard time against uh, Real Madrid and the markets mirror that. They see Real Madrid as the favorites for, for this matchup. On the previous time that these two teams faced each other, Real Madrid at home was uh, dominant and won the game 88-73. And for this game, the play that we will be looking at, it's Bayern plus 10 and a half points. Despite Real Madrid certainly having the firepower to go into Munich and to conquer double-digit lead, that's the play that we will be taking a look at, believing on that Bayern has the ability to try to put up a fight and to, at home wanting to be a competitive team against this Real Madrid team. This will take us to the next game on the docket, another extremely interesting game, and EuroLeague is never short on those. And it's the game between Paratinaikos and FS. We already re reviewed the game that FS played against Real Madrid, an historical game in the EuroLeague. Let's then look at the fourth seed, Paratinaikos, with 11 wins and 8 losses, heading into this uh, round 20 of the EuroLeague. How did they perform on the round 19? And Paratinaikos conquered a very important one-point road win against Valencia, 81-82, to in a game where Luca Vildosa was the, the game MVP. He ended the game with 19 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, a PER of 18, and that was worth him uh, the game MVP distinction in a game where Semi Ojale was the, the best for the, the home team. It was a hard-fought game until the last moment. And Paraginacus was able to conquer and to lock down this important win. For this high-level matchup between Paraginacus and Ephes, who do you guys expect to win? 
Hey, first of all, I want to say something. Um, I feel that I need a, a moment here in the episode that it will be the moment I call a tricky game situation and we have a music behind, so I want to play that music now because uh, I believe that this game will be a tricky one. Uh, Panathinaikos is the better team, although struggling against not so good Euroleague teams, but they're still building above wins, which is good, and they're finding some consistency, especially on D, and it's really good for them to find that consistency that defense can elevate their ceiling, can avoid so many situations situations for them and give them easy basket uh, and for that reason I believe that they will keep improving that in this game and I believe that they will win although I repeat it will be a tricky game. might be one of the hardest matchups to, to predict uh, FH got a, a great win when they when these teams first met uh, but I think Panathinaikos uh, has the ability to overcome that and, and to get a win here I think getting Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn is a big difference maker I think he can be the one uh, showing up and stepping up scoring wise to, to go against Shane Larkin or on the other side. Uh, I, I just don't see FH being able to stop Panathinaikos. So uh, I'm leaning Panathinaikos for the win here. But I think it's going to be a, a very exciting matchup and a high-level one. And I think it's going to be super close. It could go either way. But I, I got to lean Panathinaikos. I think that crowd will be in a great environment. And I think Panathinaikos has all the pieces that they need to, to get a win here. Efforts really needs a win, and uh, despite Panathinaikos being seen as favorites by our experts, by the market, and for good reasons, because they play extremely good basketball, the lean that we will have for this game will be FS plus 7.5. FS was able to beat this uh, Panathinaikos team on the, the first uh, round in Istanbul. They won 71-68, to 68 and heading into this game into Greece, I will also see Panathinaikos as the favorites to win the game, but I think that Efes will be able to put up a fight and will be able to make this a close game and will be able to be fighting for the win when the, the game is close to the, the final stages of it. And that's why we will be looking at Panathinaikos plus 7.5 for this matchup. The next game that will take place is the game between Milano and Alba. This is a game between one team that we already reviewed, the game of round 19. Milano that's uh, beaten at home Bayern 76-62 so let's look into how did Alba performed and they had no chances against the Virtus that once again proven that they are playing an extremely high level of basketball Virtus on the road against Alba was able to beat the home team 68-83 in a game where Brian Danson ended as the game MVP and also as the top scorer for this uh, Virtus team. Alongside Tokon Shigelio, both players had 12 points and Danson, besides 12 points, he added 6 rebounds, 1 assist and 1 steal, ending with a PER of 18 and a plus-minus of plus 6 in this important road win for Virtus that currently ranks in 2nd place with 14 wins and 5 losses, 1 win ahead of uh, Barcelona, that is 3rd, and 3 wins behind Real Madrid and Virtus has truly played some of the best basketball in Europe. But now let's focus on Alba and let's focus on their road game against Milano. For this Milano-Alba game, who do you guys see as favorites? I believe that uh, Milano will win this game. Pretty good game to unleash at this play at Lucas at Napier uh, against an Alba team that is pretty bad on defense. So I can see this being a high-scoring game for him, for Napier, and a blowout for Alba. What? While Milano should be the favorites, and um, I mean, not should be, they are the favorites, but uh, they don't have Miritic or Shields available for this game. So uh, I think they're going to need a Shabazz Napier takeover game. Uh, I think he needs to control the, the pace of the game, the rhythms of the game. But, uh, but I just think, it, it, based on experience and, and what they have, uh, I think Milano will be able to get a win, but it's not going to be easy. 
because Alba can be that young team that can run the floor and that can score a lot. So I think Milano will need to be very disciplined defensively to, to hold on Alba's offense. And that's not going to be easy. But uh, I got to lean Milano because of just the experience that they have. And then having Shabazz Napier changes a lot of things for them. So I got to go with Milano. The markets are in agreement with you guys. They also think that Milan will win this game. And can I see Alba going to Milano and be able to outscore Milan the team? I don't expect it to happen. But can I see it? Do I think it's possible? Yes, it is. That's why we are having no leans for this game. This is a game between two teams that over and over again we have spoke about their consistency or lack of it and their need to be consistent for very different reasons. Milano's ability to perform, to find a, a game plan that works for the pieces that they have. And like we saw last season, we do expect that Napier will unlock a lot of the things that they do and will help them to perform better. But uh, like Diogo just said, without Shield, without Mirotic being available, they are lacking some key and very important pieces. They still should have enough to beat this Alba team. But at the same time, we know that Tiaman always contributes for Alba. We know that Alba has some young players and some young Italian players that certainly will want to play at a very high level on this game. And this is a game where Alba can surprise and Alba can go to Milano and conquer a win, even if they are not favorites to do so. At home, already this season on 26th of October, Alba won 85-82, to 82, but uh, this time around Milano certainly will want to, to conquer this win and they are seen as the favorites to do so. The next game that will take place, it's played between Valencia and Jalgiris. Jalgiris is a team that really needs wins. They currently rank in 16th place with 6 wins and 13 losses. While Valencia has been having a very good season, we have spoke over and over again about how good their defense is. Now they have Kevin Pangos and they expect to be able to expand their offense as well, to be able to be more competitive. And they are currently in 10th place with 10 wins and 9 losses. So they are in that playing fight where every game will really matter and they will want to win every single game that they can. For this game between Valencia and Jalgiris, let's uh, quickly start by going back and see how these two teams perform. And we already saw that Jalgiris, uh, that Valencia lost at home 81 to 82 against Paratinaikos. It was a close home loss and a tough home loss that they will want to bounce back from and in this game against uh, Jalgiris. Jalgiris had a very tough road loss against Astral that lost 90, that won 93-79. to 79. The game MVP was Yusuf Afal and uh, Jalgiris really struggled to have an answer for the big man. Astral do, controlled and dominated the game. They won every single quarter of the game and they kept building up this uh, strong lead when the, the game uh, ended. Yusuf Afal had 22 points, 12 rebounds and one blocked shot for a PER of uh, 36 and uh, being the leader of this asphalt team on the, this matchup. For this game between uh, Valencia and uh, Jalgiris, who do you expect to get the win? I think Valencia has to be the pick here. I mean, these are two teams that are not super high in, in terms of the talent they have, uh, but Valencia has been able to impose a, a certain type of play style that's been beneficial for them, and that is their defense, of course. And I just don't see Zalgiris having enough talent and enough playmaking ability and shot creation to, to break down Valencia's defense. I think, obviously, Keenan Evans and Edmund Summer are, are capable of doing that, but they don't really have nobody else that's able to create a shot for themselves or for others. So I think Valencia has a chance to impose their defensive identity here, 
And I think they should be the favorites for this game. And I'm leaning Valencia. I believe that Salgiris might have a chance in this game. Both teams re mesh really well. Although Valencia plays really good D. Uh, it's a good game for Salgiris to play small ball situation uh, and shoot a lot of trees. After all, this game will will be decided of who scores more trees. So both teams will want will search for the look. And I'm leaning on Salgiris because I think that they might have more consistency on that part of the game. And Trincieri wants for them to search the looks in the game. But I'm picking them. Valencia blew out Zalgiris in Kaunas 72-27 on 27th of October this season. And Zalgiris certainly will want to revenge that game. More than wanting to revenge that game, they really need to add wins. They currently rank in 16th place, 6 wins, 13 losses. This is a game where Zalgiris can be competitive. And that's why we will be looking at the play. Zalgiris plus 7.5 for this matchup between Valencia and Zalgiris. Valencia is seen as favorites by the market and by Diogo, but I do think that... Uh, I, I have to agree with you, Kurdair. I, I do think that uh, they have a shot at the very least being competitive on this game for need, for the desire of revenge of the, the way that they lost at home against this Valencia team, and they have the ability. Valencia is integrating a new player in Pangos that is a player that uh, needs the ball in his hands and while he's a high IQ player and a high level player and a very experienced player, they will need to, to adapt, to adjust, and I don't expect him to play a lot of minutes and to just play when he can contribute and to add. But on the other hand, I also expect Chalgiris to be able to continue to grow to players like Summer that has flashed at times the upside that we expect to see from him for the players to be adapting and adjusting to what Trinchier expects expects from them and for them to continue to grow within his scheme and uh, they will need to shoot more from three and that will be one of the keys that will give them a shot on this game. Valencia defense can be a nightmare and they can really give trouble to Jalgiris but uh, Jalgiris also can be a team that can be competent and they can be better than what they have been able to do so far on this edition of the EuroLeague and I expect to see some of them on this game in Valencia. The next game that we have on the docket, and it will be the last game of the, the first day of this doubleheader week, it's a game between Aswell and Red Star. We already recapped how these two teams performed in the last round. Aswell was able to have a dominant win against Jalgiris, and uh, after that we saw Coach Pose being fired, and in what seems to be a somewhat messy situation between Aswell and Coach Pose, the representatives of the Italian Basketball Federation also have already commented on it and uh, siding with uh, their national team head coach, what's not surprising, obviously. And uh, it's just a very messy situation and something that we don't like to see or don't enjoy seeing it in between a club that should be representant of the, the EuroLeague and should aim to, to be playing at a higher level than they have been doing season after season. A coach that uh, is a coach that uh, we enjoy to watch, that brings the energy, that is a player's coach. And uh, it's just an unpleasant situation across the board. It uh, seems that it didn't work out and we wish the best to, to both parts. But uh, he leaves after an imposing win at home against Jalgiris. For Red Star, they were also able to win at home Partizan in the Belgrade Classic. We have recapped both of these games, so I will ask you guys, who do you expect to win this game between Aswell and uh, Red Star? Yeah, I think I gotta be done with picking Aswell to win games. 
it, it's been a mess this season for them. Uh, changing coaches, like the defense is so bad. So I, I got to go Red Star. I mean, they they won a, a great game here uh, against Partizan last week. So I think they are trying to build some momentum. It would be very important for them to get a, a road win here. They they finally got a couple now. So I think they should keep building on that. And, and I think this is a great opportunity for them to get another road win. And, but as far as Azula, I just don't see anything going right for them in the in the near future. So I, I got to go with Red Star. This might be a, a fun game to watch. Uh, I'm willing to pick Red Star in this game. I believe that Red Star has guys that can stop TLC because he is the best player in, in the Asville side, although Nanjo called Wizard. And after that, it, they have only two guys that can create his shot. is TLC and Paris Lee. And if they can stop TLC, he's really good for them. And after that, I think that uh, Red Star might want to search a lot of pick-and-roll actions against Yusufa Fall if he plays. I don't think that he will play a lot of minutes here because they want to spread the floor with him. And because we know that Red Star shoots a lot of trees. So for that reason, I believe that Red Star will win. Red Star at home back in October was able to beat the Sasville team 94-73. to And they are seen as road favorites for this game against Asvel. And they are expected to, to beat the team that can have the upper hand in this particular matchup. This is a game that have many variables with Asvel changing coaches and uh, with alt turmoil ongoing with that team. That's a reason why we won't be looking at any place for this uh, particular matchup. And that leads us to the next game and it's a game between Barcelona and Olympiacos. Two teams that uh, had different starts to the season. Barcelona had a stronger start and then they somewhat slowed down but they are in a good momentum as well. Barcelona currently runs in third place with 13 wins and 6 losses. Olympiacos, after a somewhat slow start, they currently rank in 5th place with 11 wins and 8 losses. And on the, the previous round, on round 19, Barcelona was able to at home beat Basconia 89-85, a game that we have recapped, while Olympiacos was able to have an important home win against Monaco 75-73. A game that we also have already recapped on this episode. So we move to what you guys predict and what you guys expect to see on this game. This is a, another great matchup. Uh, I think Barcelona is coming off a, a great week beating Real Madrid and Basconia. So uh, I think they're going to try to keep that momentum going. Uh, it's not going to be easy against Olympiacos defense. But I think Barcelona can be very competent defensively as well. So uh, I think I just think they have more talent offensively. And, and I think... That's the key uh, difference here for, uh, for this matchup. And that's why I'm leaning Barcelona. Uh, but it's it obviously not going to be easy. Uh, Will Aaron Gomez is going to have a, a tough night playing against Fall and Milutinov. Those are two big guys who can bang with him. And I think it's going to be very hard for him to have an MVP-type performance. But I, I'm trusting guys like uh, Sadoransky and La Provitula. I think they're going to be huge in, in this matchup. So I think Barcelona will get the win here, but it's going to be a, a very good game and it's going to be close. Huge game to finish this round. Uh, I'm willing to pick Olympiacos on this game. I already said it, like the turning turnaround point for them would be that game against Monaco, which they won. And after that, I, I'm trusting them to, to win any given game against any given team. Uh, the, the key here on this Olympiacos team is like they don't have any MVP type of player, so they need to rely on defense and they're doing a pretty good job on that part of the game. 
So I believe that they will keep doing that because the key here in this game is to stop uh, pick and roll actions between uh, Barcelona guards against with uh, Jan Vesely because Jan Vesely is playing really good basketball and I believe that Thomas Walkup and Isaiah Cannon can do a pretty decent job against uh, both Barcelona guards that I mentioned before and for that reason I believe that Olympiacos will win. When these two teams met in Piraeus in the home of Olympiacos Barcelona was able to conquer a very important and a strong win 68 to 77. This time around in Barcelona the home team is seen as the, the favorite for this game but the play that we like we'll be looking at is Olympiacos plus six and a half for this game. I'm in agreement with Cordero here. While there are arguments for Barcelona, especially playing at home, being seen as a favorite for this game. I think that Olympiacos has the ability to make this, at the very least, a close game and at the very least, a competitive game where they will be able to stay within this margin and compete to win this matchup against Barcelona in a game that I expect to be a high-level game. Another very intriguing game that will take place in the, this uh, round 20 and will be the game that will end this round 20 is the game between Maccabi and Virtus, a game between 7th place Maccabi with 11 wins and 8 losses, and Virtus, as we have already mentioned on this episode, ranked in 2nd place with 14 wins and 5 losses, and has been one of the best teams of this edition of the EuroLeague. On the previous round, Virtus was able to conquer the road win in Berlin 68-83, while Maccabi lost in expressive way against Fenerbahce 109-74, and they certainly will want to bounce back from that game when these two teams met already in this uh, season. The winner was Virtus, 190, playing at home. This time around, this is a game played in neutral courts, as we know, with Maccabi this season. And this time around, certainly, Maccabi has many reasons to want to bounce back and to seek revenge from that loss of the first round and also to try to show a better face after the, the way that they lost in the, the previous round against uh, Fenerbahce. Who do you guys expect to conquer this way? I'm leaning to pick Virtus' side. Uh, I think that they will win. They play, they're playing such a good basketball and winning basketball. Uh, they're playing active. Uh, everyone can step up in any given moment, which is good. And it's really beautiful to see that type of basketball being played and being displayed in, in Europe. Uh, and after that, I, I'm not trusting this uh, Maccabi's defense. They're suffering a lot of points. Uh, they already did against... Fenerbahce, and they're averaging 88 points, which is a lot. And for that reason, I believe that uh, Virtus will win. It will be a really good game if someone step up in Maccabi's side, like Ozzy Olsen. But the thing is, they need to keep improving on their D, and they need to want it. So I'm leaning on Virtus' side because of that. This is a good one. I mean, these are two teams that play pretty different uh, styles of play. Uh, obviously, Virtus, they, they like to share the ball, they like to run, they like to shoot. Uh, and Maccabi is a bit more one-on-one -on -one and being physical with the guys that they have on the front court. So it's pretty different uh, play styles between these two teams. Uh, but I think I got to lean Maccabi because I believe they have the bodies to be physical with Toko Shengelia. And I think they have enough firepower offensively, even though they don't shoot as much and they don't share the ball as much. They have enough talent and firepower to score. So I think Maccabi is a team that actually matches well with Virtus. And I think they're going to do a good enough job defensively to not let Virtus explode uh, from the three-point line. So I'm leaning Maccabi, but it should be an extremely close game as well. You guys truly have two very different points of view for this game, and that's okay. That's part of being 
an analyst and to look into everything that is going on in the Euroleague. Our models do have a slight lean to Maccabi, but it's not a strong enough inclination for us to be locking a play for this game. Maccabi has reasons to want to win this game more than Virtus, and sometimes that emotional angle does matter. But Virtus is a way more consistent team and a team that uh, game after game tends to perform and tends to show up, and we can expect them to do this in this game against Maccabi. If this was a game played in Tel Aviv, the lean for Maccabi would be even stronger and their home court's advantage would play a role here on this game with uh, all of these things being said and all of these things being taken into account. That is the reason why we won't have a lean or apply for this matchup between uh, Maccabi and Vigos and it's a game that we expect to be competitive heading ending this uh, round 20 of the, the EuroLeague in this first hand of this uh, doubleheader week. On uh, Wednesday, after the, the game's ending, and uh, during Thursday, we will have available for you guys a recap of this uh, round 20 and uh, our previews and predictions for the, the round 21. Make sure you tune in for that. We also just had a, a great interview with uh, the great Lee Ellis. Make sure you listen to it. It's, uh, it won't uh, get outdated anytime soon. It's a great conversation about the EuroLeague, the NBA, about international MVPs, the basketball at the global stage, and you will want to tune in and to listen to it. It's a great basketball conversation that we know you guys like and are fans of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, T20League, so you don't miss out any episodes that we release. And for us to be able to continue to grow and to continue to grow the podcast, it's key for us that you guys share it with a friend, with uh, someone that likes the EuroLeague. See you guys. Hope you liked it and stay tuned for more. Bye guys. See you on next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast People Are the Worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.